Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, Tuesday, March 22nd. Hope your day is going or your week is going well. Um, you know, yesterday we had a little bit of a give back on the marketplace. The question is, where can we go today? Um, not much in the way of earnings report. We did have a couple come out that we'll talk about with Dave. Um, on the economic front, not much happening there either as we kind of get ready to close out this quarter here in the next week and a half or so. So with that, uh, just a, a reminder, there's only one thing that any of us can control because we can't control what happens in uh, over across to the Ukraine and Russia, and we sure as heck can't control what happens in Washington, D.C. But we can control how much risk we have in our current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our uh, core retirement design where we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Take it up there from the 80s. It's 8.38 now, 22 before 9. Let's check in on your money and see what's going on. One of my tip sheets was saying that uh, slightly less bad is bad than very bad. It's better than very bad. <laughs> That's kind of the way it looks in the world these days, too. Let's see if it's improving on the markets this morning. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the line. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well today. It is, uh, you know, the issue is, is that we're really getting down to the end of the quarter and there's just not much happening. And in terms of earnings or even, you know, the, the macro stuff is just, um, you know, we're, we're, at, we're kind of in that way lay where we're just not much out there. It really does. The middle two weeks of the month, especially when you're past the end of earnings season, really, really get boring. I mean, imagine what the middle two weeks of April are going to be like, and we won't have much. Well, we'll be in the middle of earnings, and then we'll be fine. But it's, it's, it's somewhat on the quiet side. And sometimes no news is good news. We were off a little bit yesterday on the markets. The Dow was off 202 points. S&P was off by, wow, Two points, and the Nasdaq was off by about fifty-five. But across a uh, across a week and a day, there's a little bit of buoyancy going on on the indexes right now, and that's why I was kind of cackling about one of my tip sheets, saying that uh, it's uh, only slightly less bad, but that's better than very bad, and that gives us a little bit of upward momentum, you know. That's true, and, and you know, after yesterday is a little bit of give back from last week's good week. Um, so far, we've got we've got at least some green ink uh, this morning. Yeah, we'll take what we can get in the process because really we're into that we don't know mode at this point. The uh, Russians yesterday told the Ukrainians, you know, surrender the city with that uh, southeastern city in uh, in Ukraine. Surrender, or we're going to keep on bombing. And Ukrainians told them to put it where the sun doesn't shine, so Russians started bombing again. That's basically a matter of things are as they were. It's tragic, it's disgusting, but it's happening. On Wall Street, as you say, we're right at the butt end of earnings season, so there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. Uh, Chairman Paulson from the Federal Reserve, my quote that I had was that uh, the uh, Federal Reserve will adjust policy as needed to lower inflation or avoid recession. But you read that you read the full, uh, larger part of the article, and it sounds like he's far more ready to take out a big club and raise the interest rates a lot more for the, in the next few months, right? That's what I gleaned from it, is that um, He's not so worried about a recession at this point. He's, he's more worried about getting inflation under control. And that's kind of job one at the moment. We're at full employment and full employment plus comparatively as far as people that actually want to go back to work. 
and uh, inflation is out of control. And right now we don't have a recession on the horizon. But you and I have been kind of waving red flags now for the last few weeks that uh, the Fed is not exactly well reputed for remembering to turn off the spigot once they've got too much in the system and turn the spigot back on after they've cut it off too much. So uh, there's always that risk. And if the hawks on the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee uh, keep beating the drum to be able to raise the interest rates uh, well, I, I, I keep hearkening back to the Russian central bank that just said, oh, what the heck, and they doubled their interest rate in one day when this whole kerfuffle started. Oh, my. Yeah, 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 as I read through it, you know, one of the things that stuck out was is that, you know, we could start reducing our balance sheet as early as uh, May. Ooh, that is the other side of it. Yeah. We talk about interest rates, but uh, there was also some discussion, and it's one of the reasons that the minutes to the Open Market Committee are going to be so big. Uh, the other half of the tightening, uh, tightening of the money supply is uh, selling off some of those bonds and mortgages that the Federal Reserve has accumulated. I don't think most folks realize that probably the majority of our, of our mortgages in the country right now actually – they're owned by the Federal Reserve at this point because they've been buying mortgages and corporate bonds like they're going out of style. Yeah, they are. I mean, to the tune of $9 trillion. And that's a pretty healthy chunk of our gross national product, all being held in the name of our government central bank, which you know, kind of makes a few of us on the libertarian side of the fence go, whoa, wait a minute, that's not what we had in mind. Exactly. You know, so they've I'm not you know, I, I mean, I guess the Fed has the authority or they wouldn't have done it. But I'm not sure that that was what they were designed to do. I And, and you know, it, it's a continuation. you got to keep in mind, too. I mean, it's been now, what, 14 years that we've been in some form of economic stimulus program dating all the way back to the 09 recession. Uh, so we really never got out of that, and there never really was a time when they were doing things in order to prop the economy up during the Great Recession. There never really was a time to unwind things. So we're looking at like a 14-, 15-year pattern here that somewhere down the line we've got to unwind, but we've really dug ourselves into a big hole of stimulative economic policy on the Federal Reserve. And that's right. We really have, and it's um, you're right, it's 14 years' worth. And it seems to me that as you look back over that 14 years, there were some years that we could have um, started to, to unwind some of this stuff, maybe not as fast, um, but, but it is what it is, and uh, we're going to have to deal with it going forward because it's, it's going to be a big deal when we start trying to unwind this thing. Absolutely. I mean, we had those growth years during the Trump times, uh, uh, the four years that Trump was in office. Yes, that would have been the time to do it. But uh, if you were a Federal Reserve chairman, would you really want to put up the reaction from President Trump if you were the one to raise interest rates while he was saying he wanted to grow faster? I mean, politics gets in the way when the brains say we should actually be doing it. And now the brains say we got to be careful and politics are going to get in the way of doing it that way. So, it, it, this is not a job I don't think anybody should want, would you? No, I, I don't think so. I think it is, uh, yeah, you can't win either way, right? Absolutely not. Like I said, Trump would have roasted you on the coils of, quit, on, of Twitter if you'd done something that was intellectually smart during his administration. And now Biden is sitting there saying, well, uh, please don't do too terribly much because we sure don't want to crash the economy before the midterm elections or before the next presidential elections. Now the Democrats are saying the same thing Trump was saying four years ago. Exactly. So we, you know, we continue to bounce this ball down the road. And um, at as, as some point, you know, we're going to have to uh, 
take our medicine and, you know, hopefully it won't be as bad as uh, you and I think it might, but, but it is what it is. And, and we do have to start dealing with it at some point. And with inflation as high as it is, you don't really have much choice right now. They, they've got to start doing something. I've been describing it as castor oil. It's something you know is good for you, but boy, it tastes rotten when you have to take it, right? That's, you're, you're so right. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's uh, the uh, tail end of running season. We were bemoaning the fact there's not a whole lot of news to talk about, and there isn't, but I noticed right at the top of my big winner list this morning in pre-market trading, Nike is up there. Now, I was saying yesterday that I kind of expected them to be one of those unique uh, stocks that could actually be a market mover because they're, they're supply chain dependent. They've got a trade uh, center in China and the, uh, Middle East, and, and the Far East where they actually do a lot of business. Plus, they're a premium product here, so I thought they might actually be a bellwether. You know, there must be some good news looking at the stocks change. Well, they did. They they beat uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, their earnings were 87 cents, was 16 cents above estimates. Revenue was well above expectations. Um, they, um, they've been helped by their digital sales ability to really navigate through that and, and create more demand that way. They also have been able to successfully uh, navigate through the supply chain issues that we've seen. And so that's helped them really uh, put together a decent quarter. They're up almost 5% this morning. Yeah, I was going to say it's right at the top of my big winner list and kind of a lackadaisical start to the day today. When we talk, when you talked about e-commerce sales and whatnot, we got to mention a tidbit that you found on the uh, news ticker earlier too. Alibaba, the uh, Asian equivalent of uh, the Asian equivalent of Amazon, I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, they're continuing to fight the downward spiral in China, I gather. Well, they did, and so they did not report earnings, uh, but they did come out and make an announcement that they're going to increase their buyback, their share buyback program to $25 billion, the largest ever for a China-based uh, e-commerce con- uh, company. And so that's got them up almost, uh, well, a little over 9.5% this morning. Which might actually have them off their 52-week low, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, it uh, puts them at uh, about $113 right now. So that, that's pretty good. You're right, because they have been suffering uh, dramatically this last yeah, quarter. But- yeah, with the rumors out of the Chinese economy compressing a little bit, they haven't been exactly beneficiaries of any good news lately. So, uh, Other reports that we got this morning, I think we're pretty much out of household names, I'd bet. Yeah, we are. We got one other earnings report, though, from Tencent Music, um, and they came out with uh, better-than-expected quarterly earnings as well. Um, and they're going to look at and start to pursue a secondary listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Um, hmm. I found that kind of interesting, um, and so they're getting a nice little bump this morning. They're they're not a they're not a very expensive stock. I mean, they closed yesterday at four dollars and sixty five cents, so they're up six percent this morning. So right now, about four dollars and ninety three cents. So um, well off their lows of two dollars and ninety five cents, but way way off their high of thirty two dollars. So uh, they got a long way to go to get back up there. Yeah, the 10 to 1 difference between where they are and where the top was. Resetting the table for the morning. It was an off day, but a slight off day on Wall Street. Half a percent down on the Dow was the biggest loser in the bunch, which in the context of recent weeks is actually a flat day almost. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at this morning, Philip? 
So we have uh, pretty much green ink across the board now, Dave. Um, the, the NASDAQ's kind of bounced back and forth, but the NASDAQ 100 right now is up a little over a tenth of a percent. Uh, earlier, I did see it dip into the red slightly. Uh, the S&P 500 is up a little over a quarter of a percent, and the Dow 30 is up uh, about a little over four-tenths of a percent, So, but everything's in the green. On the commodity side, a lot of green ink there as well, except for silver. Uh, mm. Silver is down about a half a percent. Uh, I'm going to say gold is really flat right now. It's uh, less than a tenth of a percent up. I will say, Dave, crude oil is heading the wrong direction, up three quarters of a percent right now to almost $111 a barrel. The thing that really scares me is by delayed quote has it about a buck and a half lower than that. So it's on the way up and it's going up rapidly today. It is. It, it really is. And I saw a couple of headlines that kind of gave some indication of it's going back up as well. And we kind of expected that as much as we hate to admit it. Overseas markets, I got green ink across the board there, too. Asian Rim was looking at us and saying, well, that's not a bad give back. Everybody was up at the close. European markets are also up. France is doing a big recovery. They're up almost 4% halfway through their day. Rest of the index is about a half a percent or so halfway through the day. Keeping tabs on one's retirement account at any age is important, but the strategy differs depending upon how old you are and how long you've got until retirement. How do I find you to get a customized plan to make sure I'm managing my risk properly, Philip? You're so right, Dave. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design appointment. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. I do appreciate it. Back here again tomorrow morning together again. Philip, you have a good day and we'll see you tomorrow. All right, man. You too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It uh, hopefully will end up in the green, but you'll find out tomorrow when you join us again. Hey, until then, take care. Bye now.